1: You are listening to the Six Figure Photography Podcast with Rachel Griman and Ben Hartley.
0: Each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Today, do we have to do this episode today, Rachel? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was your idea, and you made me think about it. So now we have to do it
0: today. Today, Rachel and I are sharing three of our biggest mistakes that we've made in our business and how you can avoid the same. And uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, we're, am begrudging begrudging? I'm begrudgingly? I don't know the word. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing a little fit over here about it. (laughs) It was my idea, and now I'm also thinking, like, why are we doing this? I think the reason why we wanted to come on and share some of our biggest mistakes. And by the way, these are like real embarrassing things, like the kind of stuff that you would imagine, like you'd read inside of like a newbie Facebook group, you know, and then everybody just like shames that person and Mm -hmm. tells them they shouldn't take any photographs ever again. If that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things I've seen those posts, by the way, that's at least some of the category of stories that we are going to share today. And I, and I think for one, um, it is uh it's really healthy for y'all to know that that no one has it figured out and the people who have quote in your mind figured it out they just made a whole lot of mistakes a whole lot faster for a longer period of time right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you're viewing the highlight reel and they've got some really messed up what would you call it the dog you know like a just a Shit skeletons reel. in your
1: closet.
0: Oh, skeletons. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like dog shit real, but skeletons <laughs> in your closet sounds great too. Because
1: um, you're not leading with it. Like, it's not something you publicize. Yeah. The most success, successful photographer you follow on Instagram isn't constantly talking about their real mistakes that they made that could cost them clients.
0: Yes, and and just like just really dumb, embarrassing things like like that. I like I ought to have known better, and I probably did, and I still did it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, um, I, I think as well, it's it's humbling. I think it's really freeing for myself even to just kind of like get this stuff out there. I think um, the more that I can communicate these things, like the less power it holds in my own life, the less shame I feel about these things. And if there's anything that I've learned about making these mistakes, it's that when it happened, I was the one like beating myself up the most. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have the community that I had, I would have, I believe I would have taken myself out of the race. Like I just would have like, you know what, I, I can't handle this. Like the whole business Mm -hmm. thing. Like I'm not cut out for it. I've made too many errors and maybe there's someone out here listening, uh, who you're just in it right now. Maybe there's something that was like, man, that was totally your bad. It was completely your fault (laughs) and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And we can work through this and this is not the end and you get to go again. I think that's why we're going to share some of these stories today, right? Did you have any other thoughts on this before I just jump in no, and start?
1: I'm just ready for you to start your confessional.
0: <laughs> that's kind of what this is, isn't it? It does feel <laughs> yes. a little confessionally. I've never done that by the way, like gone into the little box and then like spoken to the little man and then like done the, I don't know how I would, I think I would start laughing or I'd, I'd, I'd just, I'd want to know his dirt. You know, I'd be like, exactly.
1: I'm like, no, 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 tit for tat. I'm telling you stuff.
0: You tell me something. Yeah. You show me yours. I'll show you mine (laughs) or something. I don't know if it's that, but it's something like that. Yes. Agreed. Okay, good. All righty. Well, I will say this, Uh, uh, you know, I've been at this now for shoot. I think it's 12 years now. And, uh, everything that I'll be sharing today is in year one and two you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's also time heals all wounds. And so I think I'm able to kind of come back to it now after like a, a, a decent decade, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of like really own up to some of these things. So, um, mistake number one, and this is going to be a real doozy for you, Rachel, cause you are I a know, copywriter. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just know you're just like, all <laughs> kinds of hating on this. So, um, I was actually looking for a tab to to bring on like a, a, an office assistant associate photographer. I was looking to try to like get stuff off my plate. And, and so I created a a landing page on my website that was like a now hiring page, right. Trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, and it had like a contact form. So if you wanted to submit your form, you know, and I straight up plagiarized, I straight up took copy from another now hiring kind of a page, Mm -hmm. uh, at least a section of it and put it on that. And, I believe probably through like, uh, notifications on like plagiarism and like, Hey, you know, you can drop in sections of your website or pages of your website. Maybe Rachel, you can speak to this, uh, and it'll tell you who's using it. Where else is this online? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, there's four Mm -hmm. other people who have a word for word, uh, sentence structure on their own website. And so, um, someone must've actually done that. And I got a phone call. And I answered the phone. A it was phone just a straight-to-phone Uh Well, my phone number is listed on the website. And uh, straight-to-phone con- uh, confrontation, which, to be quite honest, I'm really grateful for that. And mm-hmm. the gentleman on the phone, he actually told me, um, hey, I'm calling you first. Right. And I wanted to have a conversation over this first. Classy. Before any other action needs to be taken. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they told me, Hey, I, I wrote this and I am a copywriter and that is my art. You are a photographer and that is your art. And if someone would have stolen your, your photographs, you better be calling them too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember I was actually, I was working a full-time job at the time. I wasn't even a full-time mm-hmm. photographer yet. And so I remember I was, I was in the first floor, almost like the basement of my day job. And I remember just like trembling Mm-hmm. shaking in mm-hmm. in like fear and anxiety and embarrassment and like my heart was beating out of my just like all of the things and I think at the time I was thinking like, well, this isn't like creative copy. Cause it's just like right. now hiring, well, you know? A, and
1: that's what I wanted to follow up and ask you about, because this happens very often. Mm. People take a lot more important pages than a now hiring page and plagiarize it for their whole photo site. I see it happen constantly, mm. especially with copy we wrote and cause people are like, Oh, that sounds good. And they just take it. What was, go, was, did you think about it when you did it? Were you like, Oh, this isn't important. It's just a now hiring I, page. Or did you just think it wasn't a, Big deal in general. No, no, no. I dismissed
0: it, meaning like I, I, because it wasn't just like now hiring. Like there was like some funness to it, you know. Like you, when you see someone's like now hiring page, that they're like, um, they they add personality to it, like you know what you can expect, or like you know, there was definitely personality to it. There was this kind of energy that I was attracted to. Um, but it's and so, like, it's
1: not another photographer, yeah. I'm not his competition. Who cares? So I was aware of it and I
0: dismissed it. Like I, I, I yeah. walked into it being like, nah, I'm not going to get caught. Like it was, yeah. I, I believe yeah. it was that. And so once mm-hmm. I did get caught, it was like, well, the roosters have come home. Right. And, um, <laughs> and so here we are. It's a huge, huge embarrassment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so actually fast forward, I had someone then plagiarize my site.
1: Mm hmm. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's so common. Yeah.
0: Like homepage, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, man, what do I do? I called him. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm yep. just going to, I've got to just call him. And yeah. I led with like, man, I have done this shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I, have, right. I was, I was, I was able to like really enter into it in that way. Um, but I was really grateful for the response of the individual. They held me accountable. They, uh, they made sure that I understood the wrong and I, I fixed the error and it was, a do not let this happen again. Kind of a thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. It's, it's just really embarrassing. Anyhow
1: yeah yeah. um, okay. I will go next. Um I didn't I was playing around at a shoot. I was still in college. I was a photojournalism major. This is one of my first paid gigs. and it was like a workshop for um young girls in Philadelphia. and they had hi- the organizers had hired me to take like marketing photos of what had gone on, like kind of journalistic style documentary style photos of the day halfway through the day. I was playing around on my card. It was like a lull in the day and I was like, and it, I came across format this card and I was like, I don't know what that is. Click. And I formatted every image that I took from that day. It's so gone, just gone hours of coverage. And thank goodness it was a lot of the same thing. Like I only missed a couple activities at that point. And I could recreate a lot of them without them knowing that I had lost all of the images that I had taken already. And I was only getting paid a couple hundred dollars. Like I was a student, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a really good lesson in not playing with my camera in the middle of a shoot and figuring out what certain controls mean. And but again, like you said in the beginning, it was a total rookie mistake. Like it's something that you kind of need to go through and need to figure out once and you're never going to do it again. And so I'm sitting there like trying to figure out I'm texting people this was like before I had Google on my phone you know this was what 20, 2008 maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I didn't have Google to just pull it up right there um and somebody said yeah you just deleted everything I was like okay cool 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 I guess I have to like recreate this without anybody knowing so they didn't know they still don't know that I did it I got away with it but if that would have been on a wedding day or like, and I missed like a whole family yeah. like series or something. I would have had to like tell them that I had so, done it. So you were able to so.
0: like reshoot like there. Yep. Okay. Yep. I just
1: like rapid fire for the next two hours was like, yep. I got to make it look like I was here all day. All okay. Day.
0: Got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. Yep. That's good. Second mistake for mm-hmm. me. Um, it was a morning of a wedding. And, uh, I was arriving to the wedding. I usually get there early and, and I do some scouting and that kind of stuff. And, um, and so I'm, I'm arrived on site at the venue and I get all set up. Everything's good to go. And I decided to check my email and, uh, <laughs> I've learned something. I've learned to never check your email the morning of a wedding because you <laughs> can't do shit about shit. You totally. just like, it's, you're there at that wedding. And that mm-hmm. client deserves all of you. And when someone blows up your inbox with like a big, a big deal, like there's a big issue, I can't do anything about it right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've got to be fully present for this, for this wedding. So I, I, I'll tell you what happened in the inbox in a second, but real quick, I now never check my email on the morning of a wedding. Cause I'm like, whatever's here, It can wait. So I got to be fully present. tomorrow Ben's problem. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Tomorrow Ben's problem. Uh, And if it's a really big problem, I'm going to get a phone call, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yes. I digress. So I opened up my inbox to an email saying, Ben, we're so looking forward to next week's wedding. Brooke. I don't have a wedding with Brooke next week. I've got a wedding with Emily next week. Who the, who's what is going on? Oh no. (laughs) I discovered the morning of a wedding that next week I had double booked a wedding. And, uh, and, and so now I'm dealing with the anxiety of all that on the actual session that I'm, I'm supposed to be photographing and trying to figure out how to, how to deal with this, how to communicate with this client, what, what went wrong? How did this happen? All this stuff. So it's the one double booking I've had. And, um, one of the things that I would caution you Uh, listeners on is, um, automations are really great, right? Like automating things. We've had uh, Mm -hmm. an episode on like, don't automate what you should systematize. Um, and one of the concerns that I've seen in my own business is that when the actual booking process becomes too automated, it can actually create, uh, failures that go unchecked and uh this is one of those situations where uh, after this time I, I like when a client would book it would automate them onto the calendar and then it was just that it was just i, I that was my that was it i had it ready that to was go a system. that was yeah. a system and it was a broken system because uh, some error occurred there maybe they entered the wrong date. some date was entered but either way now uh from here forward Uh, Everything gets entered manually in three different locations (laughs) to just like each time it's like a check and a check and a check Mm -hmm. and a check. Um, Long story short, um, I had my associate photographer photograph the wedding. Um, They were extremely disappointed um mm-hmm. it, everything was tainted pretty much from that point forward you know we we did give uh i'm trying to remember again this was like 10 years ago so i believe that we gave them like a full upgraded album like to the mm-hmm. ninth degree you know or 10th yeah. or whatever the phrase would be <laughs> um it's a, yeah nth degree is that what the phrase <laughs> is the nth yeah. degree yeah <laughs> I'm saying, I'm over here saying the ninth degree
1: or the 10th degree. Because it's like eternal, the nth degree.
0: Okay. The nth degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, the, and to make matters worse, this was a client who, when they booked me, this is so embarrassing. When they booked me, they didn't just write me an email saying, Ben, this is the email from Brooke. Ben, we're, we're, we're really excited to book with you. We'd love to reserve your date. No, this is a client. The one that I double booked, this is a client that made a video like a, a video in, and not just a recording on the phone, but like they edited a video in like iMovie that was like a slideshow and them and their dog and like video and all this stuff. And it ended with a thing being like, will you be our photographer? Like it was like a proposal video. This that was is so like, sweet. no, I know. And that's why it was so darn terrible. painful, Painly, yeah. Yes. All, all kinds of pain.
1: Did you have to go with Emily? Cause she booked first. Is that yes. like how you made the decision of like who gets the date then?
0: Yes. Uh, you know, and, and that's it's a little gray there, but like that's just like that's the only way that it could have worked is like, right, right, right. Emily had fair. this thing booked like two years right. ago. I can't, like, I just can't right. do this right. and that. Like, yeah, there we go. There's my number Lesson two for learned, you. Though,
1: and now you have a better system, right? From that's, that day forward, you yeah. changed things up, didn't you?
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: Okay. I thought of a different one than the one we initially talked about. So you don't actually know what I'm going to say, but I still am so angry about this and it was all my fault. <laughs> um, this was like in the beginning of my photo career, I want to say like 2015. And there was a very, very popular influencer, interior designer here in Denver. And I thought to my, in my little pea brain, if I give her a free photo shoot, this is like fantastic publicity for me. You know, she'll love them. She'll fall in love with them. She'll post a ton. Um, And so I just emailed her and offered her this free shoot. I think you're so talented. Your house is beautiful. I do documentary in-home sessions. I would love to give you a free shoot. And of course she was like, yeah, great. Come on over. So I went six hours I spent at her house because my sessions were either six hours or 12 hours. And I gave her whichever one you want. She wanted six. So I spent six hours with her and her husband and their son. Some of my favorite images I've ever taken because she's an interior designer. Her home was stunning. And it was just like I felt like I was on cloud nine leaving that shoot. Hmm. I sent them to her like two weeks later. Never heard back from her she never downloaded the images because you know you can see in pixie set she will download them she never downloaded them she never posted one nothing i emailed her probably 10 times i was desperate like i spent so much time on this and i really wanted her to share them she had like i don't know like 20, 30,000 followers. And a lot of them were local because she's a local designer. So Mm -hmm. I was like, this is such a great opportunity for me. And that was seven years ago. And it's so hot to me because she never downloaded the images. Mm. So I didn't get a single opportunity from not only six hours of shooting time, an hour of driving time, and probably four hours of editing. Mm. So I'm like 11 hours in the hole here with nothing to show for it. So I have an influencer contract now. Like, or a trip, uh, like if I'm doing this for exposure, you have to promise me that you will post this minimum of images from this free service you're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, huge mistake. Yeah. And it's like really prevented me because I wanted to start like a program at the time of like local influencers Mm. and, I had all these dreams and this list of people that I wanted to work with, and I didn't reach out to a single one because I was so defeated by the experience. But it was my fault. It wasn't, I can't even blame her because I never set that expectation from the beginning yeah. that I expected her to post something.
0: Yep. Wah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bummer, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Your last one. Well, last one. I am on my way to uh, a photo session. It's an event that's being held mm-hmm. and it's at least an hour away, a little past an hour. And I had uh, left right on time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like cruising in the car, car hour, you know, the, the <laughs> perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, one day, uh, well, I was going to do a side story here. I, I have oftentimes ran out of gas on, <laughs> <laughs> I've oftentimes done this, where I'm just like that driving
1: surprises me about you. Oh,
0: really? Really? It does. Well, yeah. yeah. So I, a lot of times I was get my car and I was like, I just drive. And then I like, I don't, <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, I am out of gas. Okay. Interesting. No. So I looked down though and I'm, and I didn't run out of gas on the trip. Spoiler. But I had to stop to get gas. Okay. Put me a little behind. And, um, when I stopped to get gas, I went in to the gas station mm-hmm. to pay. You ever go to these like Bodunk gas yeah. stations yes. and it's like either they don't have a credit card processor or they're Port's all broken, broken and they yeah. just say, see, please see the, you know, whatever. Attendant. Yeah. And so again, I'm out in like middle of nowhere, Bodunk, like this kind of sketch place. And I run inside to go and pay for my gas. And uh, and then I come back. And I head out to the finish the you know the next forty five minute whatever drive of my session, and I arrive, and I go to get my camera gear. My camera bag is no longer in the back seat. Uh, now my I have a couple different bags. I have like a nice leather Ona bag. It's like the shoulder mm-hmm. strap. I was gonna grab yeah. it here. It's like it's yeah. nice, and that's the the bag that I keep like my main body in. And like my, uh, my other, you know, lenses mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's the bag that's missing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, this, the, the event is started. This is not a long event. I can't drive an hour back home to like grab something that an hour back. I also didn't bring back up cause it's not a wedding. I decided, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm not justifying it. This is like my pea brain thinking like, Oh, this mm-hmm. is a little event. I'll just show up. I don't need a bag you know? And so, um, I'm I'm in panic, and so I rather sheepishly had to just go up to the uh, uh, owner of the event or whatever and say, hi, mm. I'm the photographer. I believe that uh, my camera stuff has been stolen on the gas station on the way here, and I can't photograph your event now. I just realized this. My bad. And uh, yeah, and she's like, okay, do you can you use my camera? And I was like, I mean, maybe she's like, well, I have like a, you know, she's like, you know, rich. And she's like, well, I have a nice, you know, SLR. And, um, and so I ended up using, I know I, I shot Canon at the time. She had an mm-hmm. old Nikon. I couldn't tell you the model. It was a nice SLR, but it was like an old, old, yeah. old Nikon SLR. And I spent the first, probably 30 minutes of the event mm-hmm. just trying to like figure yes. out how to use this thing.
1: Everything's backwards. Yeah, and everything's
0: like... back. I couldn't figure it out. So, but anyhow, I shot the rest of the event uh entirely on the client's camera. How embarrassing is this? Um, <laughs> on the client's camera. Uh only to drive home after talking to the you know police and stopping back at the gas station <laughs> and discussing it with them. And who did they see anything? Do they have footage? No footage, didn't see anything. Uh go back home. Rachel guess what's sitting on the countertop of my kitchen
1: the bag did you not think to call leslie at any point uh
0: again this is like a long time ago so (laughs) i'm sure if it was that simple like i would have just called her but like she was probably gone like at this time we didn't have any kids so like who knows where leslie was like she could have been i don't know where she was so maybe she was back who knows i don't know where she was she Mm -hmm. clearly wasn't home uh but it was this it was this moment of like elation and also like Ooh. I am just such a dumbass. Like I just—did
1: you tell the people that no, it wasn't stolen? then? No, I'm, well, no. I wouldn't have. I, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> I would have kept that real close to the chest. Yeah, I
0: didn't. I, you know, I, I did not. I did not. So, I mean, a couple things learned. One, double check and then double check again mm-hmm. that you have everything that you need. Uh, uh, another takeaway from this. Uh, have a backup and I would encourage you to have a backup in a second location, meaning like I have my roller bag, which normally now has a backup in it. And then I have my shoulder bag, which has the main camera. I have like two mm-hmm. different bags that have two different things. Right. Um, yeah. Double check, double check again. Uh, one time there's a side, a mini failure. One time I showed up at a wedding without any SD cards. I left all the SD cards back at home.
1: Uh, I feel like a lot of photographers have had that happen to yeah. them.
0: I just didn't double check, right? Double check mm-hmm. your stuff. I think that's the big yeah. takeaway. Yeah. You know and what And the lock takeaway your doors. <laughs> oh,
1: stage. yeah, that too. What's that your too. takeaway? The takeaway for me with all of your mistakes is that you've just been in this game a long time. You've been doing it long enough to have made them. And if you do something long enough, you're going to screw up. And so that is my takeaway. Rather mm. than you feeling like a dumbass about anything, <laughs> look at it like, look at all of my lived experience. <laughs> That I can pull from. (laughs) I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, take us home, Rachel. We got the last one. one. Close us out. Which one do
1: you want me to do? The one that I know you're going to mock me for, or (laughs) the one about the referrals? Uh,
0: let's go with probably the one that make me will will make me look less of an asshole. So the one I won't mock you on. This the referral one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go that route. (laughs)
1: So for the first couple years of my copywriting business, I, if you've listened to our other episodes, I kind of fell into copywriting as like, Oh, people want me to do this. I guess I'll just do this on the side of photography and I'll just do write copy for whoever comes to me. And this one, um, they were educators. They were a couple and they were educators in the photography community. Some of you might know them, um, They were sending me people like so many people over and over and over. And these were not educators that I would have typically aligned myself with. But they saw me from one of the first sites I ever wrote and loved me for some reason. And so they just kept sending me people. These were not ideal clients, but it was a lot of clients. So I just Mm -hmm. kept saying yes. And I did not broaden my referral base at all. A 100 percent of my copy clients were coming from their Facebook group that Mm -hmm. they kept tagging me in. And I just like accepted what was coming. I had zero control over it. I didn't own anything. I could have been kicked out of the group at any time, which eventually I was because I refused to pay a referral fee for this Mm -hmm. because I never asked for it. I never asked for them to use me as their exclusive copywriter that they recommended. I'm like, go ahead, recommend somebody else. I don't care. So when I wouldn't pay the referral fee, I did get kicked out, which turned out to be the biggest blessing because then it made me realize, Oh, I can take control of what's coming to me. And I can kind of steer my business toward the clients that I want to be working with. Not just who shows up in my inbox because these people recommended me, Mm -hmm. but I knew from the jump, I was scared of these people from day one, like That should have been such a red flag to me, like, hey, don't associate in business with these people that when they ended up very publicly in the photography community kind of going up in flames, I had to write a statement saying I have not been associated with these people for over a year, just so everyone knows. Like, I know a lot of you've heard of me through them Mm. initially, but it was it was scary at the time because I had just like removed myself from the group a year earlier, and was trying to kind of get my own footing as a copywriter separate from them and separate from their community and i was so scared because everything kind of went down with them in june of 2020 Mm -hmm. when i had my son Mm -hmm. and so i was nine months pregnant and really trying to set my business on the path that i chose and here i am i was in labor (laughs) in the bathtub writing a post in my facebook group saying just so everyone knows i'm in labor (laughs) well yeah one i'm in labor two (laughs) i don't associate with these people anymore like because i didn't want my name to get drugged down with it yeah and thank goodness my clients aligned with me and came to bat for me and nobody was like second guessing me but like just because there's clients coming to you from someone doesn't you don't need to rely on anyone for referrals. And there are so many ways to get business and you don't need to sacrifice your morals or your like, I don't know if this is right. Like trust your gut and listen to yourself. And my business is so much better than it was in the beginning. I love my clients and I love who we get to serve now. And it's just been nothing but sunshine and rainbows since I kind of pulled away from that group. And Anyway, I don't know where the, I was going with this because there were probably a series of a hundred mistakes that I made in there. But the biggest takeaway was like, be true to yourself. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm hearing a couple things. I'm hearing, yeah, uh, maybe the first thing I'm hearing is like, one is the most dangerous number for a business owner, being like one
1: way referral of getting source. clients, yes. one referral source. Yes.
0: Um, Honestly, that's a bit of a theme here. Is like one checks and balances. Like it, it's, it's yeah. my one camera. This is I put it in the car. It's my like right. you're not double right. checking. You need things. a
1: backup for every back piece of your business. Yeah, and like you like changing your system to make sure there's three different checks of bookings.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: you you can't do anything one way.
0: So I'm hearing that. The second thing I'm hearing is um, something that I've been sharing a little bit. uh. You know, even as I've built up this podcast and the community and the audience and, and uh, book solid, the course that I have, I've had other photography, uh, uh photographers wanting to become educators, wanting mm-hmm. to produce a course mm-hmm. and ask me like, how do I do this successfully? And the answer is, oh, there's a couple answers. Um, one is results, but number two is like, um, your reputation, Mm -hmm. your reputation is your meaningful difference. That is your product. There's no amount of copywriting or salesmanship or Mm -hmm. advertising or risk reversal or objection overcoming that you can do that will save a terrible reputation.
1: A hundred percent. And I'm hearing you say your
0: reputation was... (laughs) Priority. Yeah, go ahead.
1: A hundred percent. And the way I do business, like if you talk to any of my clients, I will bend over backwards while I am in labor to make sure your experience is what I promised you it would be. Like literally. <laughs> I literally will. And I just, it was so important to me that their way of doing business did not come across as my way of doing business. Yeah.
0: Yep. So totally I get it.
1: So yeah, that was, I, I like, the more we talk about this the more, I'm like, Oh, I have so many more mistakes I could be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so don't you worry guys, we all have our skeletons. You're getting
0: excited. Yeah. I got more. Oh my goodness. Podcast listeners. Thanks for, um, allowing us to just kind of, uh, share some of the yeah. really, hey, these are not things we're proud of. These are things that, uh, we're, well, well, we're just really embarrassed about more than anything. And, uh, We wanted you to know that, um, A, you can avoid these things and B, you're not alone. And so thank you for listening today. Uh, don't make the same mistakes. We go make other mistakes. Right, go make some go make some smaller mistakes that'd be awesome um and hey i we can't wait to see you on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast until then keep showing up'
1: it's only- and be kind to yourself mommy it's <laughs> <laughs> welcome my daughter is saying hello does
0: she want to sign us out does she want to say anything
1: can you say be kind to yourself please mm-hmm. say it say it too shy too shy yeah that's okay She doesn't have a career in podcasting head. Mostly just snacking.
0: That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) Be kind to yourself. Bye, everybody.